All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Voice Notes podcast, episode number sixteen, to be precise. Uh, brought to you as always by our friends at Faster Pasta, Cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service. What's going on, everybody? I uh, hope you've all had a good week. Enjoyed your week and weekend just gone. Um, few few days of nice weather. A few beers in a few uh, beer gardens. Lovely jubbly. Um, uh, made a few bad decisions as well. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, not me, but just, you know, just hope you guys did. But um, yeah, lovely weather seems to have evaporated. Um, this is this the, always the intro of the show is mainly a fucking weather um, comment on the weather. But yeah, hope everyone's had a had a good had a good week. The Super League is gone as well for now. Everyone's uh, everyone seems to have gotten over that as well, which is quite funny. Shrubbery should be banging the drum still. Um, everyone's rage has gone, even though it's probably going to happen again. So, yeah, but, uh, well. But uh, the only, yeah, the only one who still seems to care is Man United Arsenal, which due to the demonstrations of the weekend, which didn't make um, didn't make it any better. Arsenal losing and uh, an all round sad weekend in North London, wasn't it? Really for um, uh, our our friends, our friends at Tottenham Hotspur, um, and a shout out to our boy at Rando. Dan, who was at the, who's a big May United fan, who was at the the demonstrations with his Norwich scarf on, so he was uh, he was loving life, and he he was he was on one of the pages, so that's quite cool. Um, demonstrations, I don't care. I don't think I care enough to go with the demonstration anymore. I went to I even when I went to demonstrations when I was younger, I went to the student demonstration at Cambridge University because. It was it was when I was in college, like sixth form. Apologies, I've got a bit. I think I've got a bit of a bunged up nose, so it's, um, you'll hear me sniffling every now and again. But I think it was it was the uh, the raising of the student prices. So I was kind of all 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 in for that with my mates. I only really did it because my mates were doing it because you know it seemed like a laugh and you know you sort of lock in and it was just it was just seemed funny. So, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I care enough to go to demonstrations anymore. I think I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit, yeah. D- unless they were taking away something like, I don't know, nuggets at McDonald's, then maybe I would uh, go to a demonstration. But other than that, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't show my face at a Crystal Palace de- demonstration because it just, well, maybe, who knows? We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see, won't we, guys? We'll just have to wait and fucking see. But. Yeah, the um, yeah the Super League's all gone. People are demonstrating. Um, your man at Spotify, uh, Danny Elk, who looks like Michael Van Gerwen, is about to make a bid for Arsenal, which um, looks looks promising for Arsenal fans. But at the same time, Stan Kroenke has said he's not going to sell out. But yeah, less of the football chat, Liam. Um, what else? I actually know more about football chat. I bought a sticker book this this week. This um, the the fucking for the Euros. It says Euro 2020 on there, but that's just incorrect. It's taking place in 2021, so please change that. Um, yeah, I bought a sticker book. I do it all the time. Me and our friend Jack, who you heard in episode 14 of the podcast, he was uh, he's bloody he's bloody getting on it. 90 pence for a pack of stickers now. That's Brexit bloody Britain, that. That's absolute disgrace. 90 pence. It used to be 50p a pack. I was going to get 10 packs in the first pack. That's a fiver. Quick maths. Maths guy. Is that quick maths? I can't even believe I'm working this out. It fucking is. Five pounds. And I was going to, I was going to do 90. But because it's, it's 90 pence, I had to get five. Which is £4.50. Which is ridiculous. It's absolutely scarce. But I did get a shiny. I got a shiny Russia card. Which is quite good. So, a couple of England players. They give you the they give you the standard uh, um, free pack. They get the pack is free, which is good of them. Very big of them, and then they make the money on the cards. And then I've got then they give you the sort of welcome pack stickers. 
I've already got I've already got a swap, so if anyone wants Yuri Tillemans, give me a journey. Give me a give me a good play. Give me a a good replacement. Anyway. Uh we'll get fantasy football out of the way I've done as well with um I slipping down the le- slipping down the table as well on this one, which is I'm not concerned. I'm still gonna win. I'm still sick. Um I've got eight eighteen hundred one eight one one points. Arthur has one eight two two and Jack has one eight four two. So you could be saying, Liam, you, why is the confidence? Because I've been top for so long, I know I can get back there. So it's it's just inevitable. Um a bit of a wasted of a wild card, really, um, which is a bit shade. Um but hey ho. We you know, champions champions lose, you know, they dust we dust ourselves off. But uh yeah, the fantasy football segment um, will probably come to a big crescendo. Well, it's going to be coming to a big crescendo soon with the end of the football season. But yeah, less about the football talk, Liam. Fuck's sake. Um, the Arthurs were this week. I didn't see any of the... I saw the Daniel Kalua. I've definitely pronounced his name wrong. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so white. Um, Daniel Kalua, Big Dan. His, his speech about his mum and dad... Shagging. That's um that's that's pretty much it. Um I was annoyed because the only film I've watched that was nominated for Oscars, actually I've seen two well, one and a half. I watched uh The Sound of Metal, I've seen that twice. I watched that on my own and then I watched it with my my mother. Um and that's really great. That's a really, really good film. Riz Ahmed is really, really good. And then your man who is the supporting actor. I think he played Tony in the film. I'm not sure if there's a Tony, but he was the guy. He was he was he was in charge of the deaf camp or the hearing impaired camp, if we're going to be politically correct. But they they said deaf camp in the film. But um, yeah, that was great. I was he. I know they were both nominated for Oscars. And Riz Riz Ahmed, big Riz. He's such a sick act. He's he's proper. He's proper. Him. He's he's fucking quality. Um. It was just great, like, and it just makes it makes you think as well, like, what? And it goes that old age question: What would you rather be, blind or deaf? I think definitely deaf. I'd rather be deaf than blind. But no, in all seriousness, great film, great performances. Everyone's beautiful. It's fantastic. Um, and also because the, don't want to spoil it, but fuck it, I'll spoil it. Um, he has the um. Because he's basically, when he turns up to the camp, they're like, ah, oh, we're trying to fix this, your mind, not this, because, you know, he's deaf. That's not going to, they don't want to, they don't see that as an infliction, where he definitely sees that as an infliction, uh, Riz, Ahmed's char- Riz Ahmed's character, because, you know, he just he's a drummer in a band, he wants to get back to doing what he does best with his girlfriend, and he's he's been an addict before, so he's kind of worried that this is going to obviously have a massive effect on his mental state, which it does. And yeah, he's he's uh, kind of rebuilds rebuilds himself in that camp, um, becomes a port part of the community. But then he's still gung ho on this uh, this surgery to get like an implant um, to get like cochlear ear plants in his ear. I did have one fun fact about me: I had an interview uh, to work for one of these companies in the UK. The cochlear um, is it cochlear or cochlear um, ear ear plants? And it was great. I thought it was a great interview. I, I thought I did well. Me and the man got on well. Like he he was like a sound bloke. I he was just like a really really nice first person. It was a temp. It wasn't going to be temp. It was covering for maternity leave. So one of his it was like a small office. It was him and four women, four or five women, and one of his workers. She was going away on maternity leave. So there was like needed to fill a position. Blah blah. blah. It was a decent job. And I didn't, I didn't get it, but he was he was like sound, and he was like sold me on that whole thing, and I I kind of knew a little bit about it, but not that much about it. But he was great. He said he didn't hire me because I'd lacked the experience of working in an office, but he liked me. He thought I, he thought I was great, but that should really boil down to it. You know, he stroked me off and then didn't give me the fucking job. Just rubbed my nose and shit at the end, but. Oh well, but yeah, that film's great. The um, 
I don't know what the um, the terms are, but the, how it's shot, like it looks, I like that light that it was in. It was really good. And then when he obviously has the cochlear earplants in, it sounds so. They did a really good job of like the whole when he's when he he loses hearing, and you get an idea of how, um, uh, especially if you. Well, I have to play the film fairly loud because sometimes there's quiet bits in it, but it's um it's very interesting and gives you the idea gives you like a little smidgen of an idea of what it would be like to be deaf and yeah i remember my dad's mate when i was a kid his his son was deaf and he was like speaking in sign language to him all the time and i i i thought it was like i was as a kid you just think well, wasn't that look cool like sign language does look cool it would be cool to to learn it so if someone could just be deaf in my family, that'd be great. Um, so I can learn it. Um, yeah, but that was great. Also, another film. This is why I said that one and a half films I watched in terms of the Oscars. My Octopus Fucking Teacher. That was weird. That is, I'm I'm not sold on that. That was, that was weird as anything. Weird AF, as the kids would say. That was so. I, can't, I, I was half expect... I had to turn off halfway through because I thought, this is just fucking ludicrous. Like, maybe I'm just not seeing the bigger picture. Maybe I'm, I'm a bit short-sighted in that, in that regard. But I couldn't... I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand him, the guy. Not the octopus. The octopus was fine. Um, I guess it was interesting seeing, like, octopuses... Or octopus eye in that environment. Like, there and, you know, just seeing... Because... He was, it, it, the guy was just weird. Like the man was just weird. It just that's all I can really say about it. And I've switched off. I need to finish it just to get a real, real opinion on it. But that won the best documentary. I want to see what came up against. I want to know what it beat because if it beat a good documentary, I'm swear. I swear it won off the merits or, or the basis of like literally a nature doc. It looked incredible. Like looked amazing when he's in, when he's under ocean, and the shots he gets of the octopus and the sort of scenery in like that that part of South Africa looks incredible, looks great. But the content was shite. Like him speaking about, I was half expecting, I was every, I was I was always expecting him to just maybe just whip out his cock and just have his way with this uh, octopus because it was just. Like, that was it was just so weird it's like how he was talking about it I don't know no I don't know I just I, I didn't I didn't like it I just thought it was weird it was really weird he was weird it obviously has like a I don't know I can't really talk about that much on it because I didn't watch all of it I watched the half I did watch because I listened to because this podcast I listened to um, the, one of the guys on there he loved it and like really like had an effect on him. And I was when I was watching it because I he he always has good picks with like TV and film and stuff like that. And I thought, okay, this is gonna be. I thought this gonna be good. This can be a really good watch. And it just wasn't a good watch. I maybe if you've watched it, please watch it. Build build your own opinion because mine. Um, if you've ever listened to this podcast, either something sick or it's just shit. Um, but I couldn't get. It was just I couldn't get over his like fascination, this like, oddly sexual fascination with this octopus. It just he how he spoke. I'm just expecting heavy bass every time like the octopus appeared on the screen. So I'm boom boom octopus. It was just I, it was it was fucking strange. Like as a nature documentary, yeah. Lovely scenery, but yeah, the content and him speaking. Yeah, I just he went to see this octopus every day, and how do you know it's the same octopus? It, uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, oh, my octopus teacher. Congratulations to everyone who won the Oscars. Uh, Anthony Hopkins won. There was a bit of a hoo ha that he won, and Chadwick Boseman didn't win. Um, is that because I didn't see the film? I've not seen either film that they were that Anthony Hopkins won, and Chadwick Boseman was nominated for. Which film was he nominated for, Chadwick Boseman? Was it The Five Bloods? Because I've heard he's very good in that. But 
Is it because he died? Am I just... Is it because he died that he, he should deserve this? Maybe. Who knows? Because that's why Heath Ledger won. Because he pretty much died. And See, this, this, this is the secret of actors. If you want to get an Oscar, boom, die. And then you get it. You can't enjoy it, but you get it. Um, that's probably very inappropriate, but who cares. Um, yeah, fucking... There's a van at the door. Maybe maybe it's time. Maybe maybe today's the day. Um, but I didn't know I didn't know the... I didn't really watch any of it. I've, I've seen the Daniel Kaluuya speech. Again, pronouncing his name wrong. I'm sorry. But, uh, oh, I've got to go, actually. There's, there's someone at the door. And we're back. It was just the post lady. It was the post woman delivering the goods. I've got a new hat delivered, so that's uh, exciting. But, yeah, the Oscars, didn't really watch Didn't really watch any of it. I've never really watched the Oscars. Um, it's never really been my thing. It's just like the bits. Um, I've, it's probably not the same this year, is it? Because everything, all the COVID. Because I know that yeah, it must have been just in a small like wreck fear. Like a little rec hall, maybe. Like a downtown rec hall in LA. Um, because it's usually in the big the big place, isn't it? The big the Kodak Theater. Um I say I've never watched the Oscars, I've clearly know a lot about it. Um But yeah, it's it's, it's just watching a bunch of millionaires, isn't it? But Daniel, big Dan, I won't say his last name because I don't want to um dig myself in a deeper hole, but um big Dan. His uh his speech was good. He's just a pretty funny guy anyway, just an all around all around cool guy. All around cool guy. Um again, very white. Um what else? Would obviously but my octopus teacher, fuck that film. That was just a fucking weird film. Um also, TV and film wise, Line of Duty was was a good again, great again. Kate Fleming is just the swashbuckling hero we all need. She is fucking brilliant. She she's her character's great it also is very awkward still that they whenever um she could be calm she could be that both characters steve and kate when they call each other mate it's just very awkward it's like hey mate i think i mentioned that last week but still it's just another thing to think patricia carmichael as well came made a return she is obviously a villain she was she's obviously the anti-hero but she's a very good anti-hero. She's a very good character. I think she's. I think she plays it very well. That actress deserves. She deserves an Oscar for that. She's. She deserves all the plaudits. Um, they're all just brilliant. They're all great in it. Like Steve Arnott took a bit of a backseat. He has to obviously be a bit of a company man and you know take the orders. But um, uh, Ted Hastings, the letter of the law. Um, he's obviously. It seemed more than most. That they were just putting these his little Tedisms in there for the sake of it, like it doesn't. It didn't sound like it. Just seemed like oh bloody old Ted, like get a grip, man, like just to keep going. Obviously, he's very frustrated at the end, but you know what I mean. Like during that interview process with uh, Joe Davison, it just seemed as though that it was it, it just very forced. I know because he's he does fantastic like mother of god like all the time and jesus mary it was like jesus mary joseph and the child and, and the holy spirit it's that, there was a meme of that that he was that he said that or something like that i think like that no one says that all of those things in that everyone just says either jesus mary and joseph like give me strength and then there was like the famous one is i didn't float up the lager in a bubble um but it just seemed like even I don't know. Even the characters seem like oh, wind it in, Ted. Man, like just we we get it. But um, I'm not slagging Ted off. I'm just thinking the writers of that show. Obviously, it's very he's a very popular character, and what he does for that show, like his what he brings to it, is very good. And a bit of humor every now and again in a very serious show. But that just seemed a bit too much. Like his, but that whole interview scene as well. On the whole. Was great. I love those those um, uh, police interview scenes because well, that was you're probably thinking think, thinking like oh well because she said no comment the whole time how can we be that good but the acting in it the, the whole like monologue just I just I like that like the um, 
like long shots of it. Like when you're when they're about to sit down in that interview room, you know you're gonna you're in for a bit of a treat because you're just gonna be, you know, just they're gonna be playing some fine acting and just good good telly. That's great telly. But it was great this week. Um, Joe Davison dug herself a bit of a hole. She kept on saying no comment and then just kept on like then she would choose her moments. But it wasn't but they weren't very tactical. It's just like, come on, man. Like, just get get a grip. But, no, it was... Uh, I said that, Liam. Have you ever been in that situation? No. Have you ever been involved with the underground? No, I haven't. So maybe I would be... No comment. No commenting on the whole time. Um, yeah, but the season finale this week, I quite like the style of it because as much as I love in the, in the sense of we've got to wait each week now, in the... And I do love binging a show like everyone else does. I mean, you know, it's 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 all everyone anyone's ever done this last year. But I do also like the each week thing. That must that's what that's what it must have been like in like the nineties, man. In like watching ER or something. I remember when I was a kid, we watched Lost and we'd wait every single week until you can get the DVD and you can binge on the DVD. But yeah, it was. Um, I quite like the the format. The old, it's old school. Like kids today, they just get frustrated with it. But it's it's, it's quite nice to. That's still sort of the thing. That's still the norm. I was gonna uh, say miss out a few and then just binge like the first. I was gonna miss the first four episodes and then binge them, but I decided not to um, because I just thought it's, it's everyone's talking about it. I'm just gonna. I'm, it's hard to avoid spoilers now, and because I've got Twitter and Facebook back on my phone, it's uh, yeah, it's just hard to avoid spoilers anymore. So I thought, do my, I'll, I'll, I'll do the good thing and I'll, I'll, I'll fucking watch it. All right, I'll just watch it. Sorry for swearing, but Line of Duty, the big, big finale this week. It's going to be like an hour and twenty minutes this week, isn't it? Which is great. I love that. I love that about finales. It's a big chunky, a chunky mama, which is really good. Really, really good. So. What's going to happen? Predictions. What's going to happen? Who knows? Um, there was a bit that apparently she tapped H in Morse code, Carmichael, when she tapped her. Um, I thought even that was good. Like, just she's a very good actress. She's brilliant. I, I've got nothing but praise for her. Like the cat. Like when people slagged off, um, obviously rightly, Joffrey Lannister, and oh, Joffrey, yeah, Joffrey Lannister. Yeah, he was a he was a bastard, and Ramsay in the in Game of Thrones, Joffrey obviously deserved to die. Fuck him. Like, it was great when he died. But when Ramsay died, it was kind of like, a oh, bit of an end of it. Because he was a brilliant villain. Like, I didn't like him as a person, but he was a great villain to have. Like, he was the real great, like, anti-hero because he was kind of, always was a step ahead. He was cleverer, obviously, than Joffrey. Joffrey was just a bit of a, he was a bit of a fucking mouthpiece with a bunch of, he was he was a hard man in he was a hard man in groups, wasn't he? Um, Joffrey. Um he had his big like Merin Trant, the pedo, in front of him and like a few other swords. And his mum always his mum always used to fucking chime in as well. Like, come on, mate. Cross that. Um But yeah, Joffrey when he died, it was just like whatever. He's not really a clever person, he's not really the mastermind of anything. But Ramsey was like just twisted evil. Like he was cleverly twisted like evil. Like he was he only really met his match when he obviously met John for that meeting, like the, the kind of the weigh-ins before the Battle of the Bastards. Um, but he was always, because he had control over Fionn slash Reek, uh, and he was obviously just a kind of, he could fight as well. He could look after himself like if, if, if push comes to shove, like when Yara went to visit them in the dog kennels. And he came out with just his pants and his, there's no way he's... That was a bit ridiculous when I watched that because I was like, there's no way he's not dying during this. Like, he... Everyone has... Yara and the lads from... Uh, wherever they're from. I can't remember. The um, fucking Iron Islands. That's the one. She... They're all tooled up and, you know, dressed up. They're all kitted out in the in the armour and they're looking... They're looking rough and ready, ready to go. And then Joff... Joff, not Joffrey, Ramsey comes out after he's just been with his missus. You know, he's got blood all over himself anyway because, you know, it's, you can imagine, well, they're a bit, 
you know, whether they like to do in the bedroom, that's up to them. But uh, um, anyway, I'll keep fucking going off. Yeah, how does he not die? But I'm glad he didn't die at that moment because he had more to go. But he was, I know, actually, I tell you, like, he met his match, obviously, when he, when he was with his father because, but he killed his dad, didn't he? Spoiler. Um, yeah, he was a great character. Great villains. Shout out to great villains as well. I think they're just a brilliant, like Thanos from uh, from the Avengers from pre-game and en- pre and end game. Um, I love saying that because it, it winds Avengers fans and Marvel fans. I'm not a Marvel fan, by the way. I'm just uh, I did like the Thanos one because I liked him. I think he was great. I, he's like my favorite. Not like I re- I'm not like I'm a big fan of the bad guy. If they're a good bad guy. Then yeah, it just it's it's more of a compelling story, but um, yeah. But even is Patricia Carmichael is she a bad guy? Is she? She's she's on AC twelve. She's on anti corruption. But they're all on the ticket. Does she follow the letter of the law? Also, James Nesbitt. How much of an easy paycheck is this for him? Central to the whole story. Does he even know his picture's being shown for this? Is that just a holiday snap? They've taken him on the boat and. Um, yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting because they've had like um, famous people on that show, like Stephen Graham. Um, he was a big central part to the to the storyline. They had your man um, Morgan from Walking Dead, and the first season they had the guy from Men Behaving Badly. He was in it for a couple of seasons. He made like a two and back, but that's like. That they were they were all like central parts of the story. James Nesbitt is just going to be here for five minutes, or was he already in it? Was he one of those um, Spanish, the Spanish Armada, those um, the heavies going in to grab him? But who knows? We'll we'll, we'll find out this Sunday, BBC One. Um, but yeah, Line of Duty, fucking great, loved it. I love a good villain, Patricia Carmichael. She's a bit of a bitch, but. She's, she's great at the same time. She's fantastic. Also, happened this weekend, the UFC, the UFC, UFC was back, and it was had fans in, this, fans in the stadium, in the ground, what have you. That was really good to see. It was quite weird to see, because like back in like a couple of weeks ago when the Texas Rangers had like full, full capacity at the baseball game, that was weird to see. But it was in Jacksonville, Florida, and obviously... If everyone's had like the news about Florida, like it's not really been abiding by the rules of like COVID and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they pretty much had a packed house, but that was that made the knockouts, and I think that made the cut because when you've I've watched obviously a, a fair like I used to be a big fight fan, but I'm now kind of not really. I used to care loads, but now I don't really care that much. But I watch it every now and again. And obviously, if there's a big fight like the Usman and Masvidal um, fight as well, and there's there's a good card in general, but there's there's been fights during this pandemic where it's just been a bit say it's been sensational moments like the Ngannou moment when he knocked out Stipe. I was a bit sad of that because I like Stipe, but also it's a, it's a really good like woo moment. That would have been great with fans. That, that imagine that like that's the Usman and Masvidal fight. That was just that knockout. The fans made it so much better because of the knockout. Or I can't even... You know what I mean. The fans made it so much better. Like, you would have been like, fuck, you would have been like, wow, like when that happened anyway. But the whole, like, stadium just going fucking nuts. Like, that was that was sick. That was that was sick. Um, so, yeah, big fan of fans. Big fan of the fans um, being in stadiums. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do... I didn't see much of when they met to football. They had the League Cup. Um, they had about, did they have eight thousand fans? Apparently, they're having twenty-one thousand or twenty-five thousand fans for the FA Cup final. I would love to see fans for the Champions League final because that would be that that's class. Um, that'd just be really good, and just fans for the Euros as well. That's going to be sad though. Like watching all the games in obviously the Euros. What makes like these international tournaments great? Yeah, the football is the number one product. But when if you're watching from home, if you're not lucky enough to actually be there in the stadium, like watching from home, the, the atmosphere does. It's just like international football. 
in international tournaments are brilliant, especially in the knockout phases. It's just great. It's just brilliant. Um, and it's just a shame that it won't be. And it's a shame for people like like teams like Scotland as well, who they're playing all their free home games in. No, I think they're playing two out of the free home, two out of the free group games in Hampden Park. You can imagine what that would be like with a full fifty thousand football like Scottish football fans going fucking nuts. Like, can you can you imagine? They should even because even if it was normal circumstances, they should have allowed um, Wales to play all their free home free group games at the Millennium Stadium. They would have packed that out, I think. Or they could play at the Millennium Stadium because then you've got more people to spread it around, haven't you? And got the roof, you can close people in, so maybe you can trap it. But I think um, it's just gonna be sad because what? Yeah, what I'd love about watching football at home, like proper armchair fan me. Um, it's just yeah, when you're watching like a game. I remember watching it was like the Ajax Spurs game a couple of years ago when Spurs came back. It was at Ajax, and I'm just that was a brilliant game of football anyway. That was a fantastic game, but like just the whole atmosphere of that. I just you turn the telly up like it was just fucking sick. I loved it. It was. It was I love. I love because obviously I don't know. I, I don't. I by now you know that I haven't really got the the kind of words in my vocabulary to really explain how I feel most of the time, but. All my liking for stuff, but anyway, you know what I mean, don't you? You know what I'm liking me. It'd be just—it's just a shame that they—that won't be a. And it's also like when you see this year, when you think about the Premier League, like Leeds fans haven't been able to watch their team in the Premier League this year, which is a bit of a shame because obviously they're a massive club. They've been playing really well as well, and you know, it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bit of a shame. You won't you won't find much sympathy. Actually, I don't mind Leeds. I, I don't see where the hate comes from. I've got no. I've got a friend who's who's a Leeds fan. I don't mind Leeds. Yeah, their fans can be a bit nauseating, a bit you know, wankery. But who cares? Who really cares? That's the thing. Who cares? Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I find myself caring less and less about stuff like football. Um, Recently, but I will. T- I'm, I'm going to talk. About, we'll talk about football in a little bit. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame because uh, Premier League they announced the two, the two inductees, the first inductees of the Premier League Hall of Fame, which were Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. But there was, there's. I told them about the nominees actually. Oh, you can vote now. Here we are. I'm just looking on their fantasy app. So Matt Letizia has now been nominated into the Hall of Fame, which is a pretty good one. Here we are. Vote now. Let's have a look at the nominees. But I'm going to talk about, before I go back on the nominees, we'll talk about this in a sec. I'm going to talk about Crystal Palace because I'm so fucking fed up. This is, this is, this is what they've caused me to do. I don't care. I, I love Crystal Palace. Love watching them every now and again. I should say I love watching them all the time. But this season has been so painful. There's been like little moments where it's been brilliant. But I didn't even watch the game the other night. I can't remember the last time. I remember watching them against... Last game I properly watched this year was was the Brighton game, which was a, which was fantastic. It was great. But I remember games like Burnley, the, when we lost 3-0 at home. You know, we beat West Brom as well, 1-0. Like, I'm worried about wins, but like... Yeah, something needs to happen at that place. It just if we went we went one nil up, and I was like, oh wow, cool. And then I knew instant. I just had the feeling we're going to get beat. We're going to get beat. That's just so predictable. And the club needs to decide this year. There's eleven players going out of contract. There's the manager, in my opinion, needs to go. And I don't disrespect. I don't not. I don't disrespect Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson is a is a fine Premier League manager, and he does the job. But I'm sick and tired of watching my team play dull, uninteresting football, and I'd rather see my team die on their sword than this kind of absolute shite. Um, the only kind of the top, obviously Wolves double um, double figures in the Premier League this year, more than Mares, more than Sterling, more than Grealish, more than you know countless names. If we're going to sell him, any state, this is the time to sell him. But it's a shame, obviously, pandemic they may not. They might have been to get the money for him, but he's he's justified his price for me. What that price is, who knows? I think they can just I, could, I think they can give a blank check within reason. But 
he's 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 the business. It's like him, Eze, and then nine other bin men behind him, apart from Guaita. They need to. They need to. There's like, there's big changes need to happen. I, 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 I'm looking forward to the next season because I'm looking forward to what they're going to do this year. I'm excited because there were like times where we signed Eze, we signed Ferguson, and that was exciting. Like two fresh young footballers, and Eze's come off good. Um, Ferguson hasn't really. I think he's been injured most of the season, which is a shame. But hopefully he can um, he can come into the squad next year and come into the team, and you know we can see what he's about. So. And Mateta as well, if he if if he can sort of uh, hit the ground running, and who knows? But yeah, I think yeah, it's just begrudged football fan right now. It's just hard to it it yeah, it's hard to kind of care. Right? <laughs> it's hard to care right now. But anyway, the Premier League football, the Premier League football Hall of Fame. So Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer are the first inductees, and now they're giving people the chance to vote for the Hall of Fame for the rest of the Hall of Famers. So that's the first two are pretty good, yeah, pretty good to be fair. Like Shearer, I think Shearer was always going to be the first guy to go in there because he's just Alan Shearer. He's the you know top goal scorer in the Premier League. Yeah, he, he only won one Premier League, but I think that's you don't really think of Alan. It's a shame he didn't didn't win more, but you see him as just a amazing goal scorer and just a, a brilliant footballer pretty much um, that's that's all you really think of him and that's the good thing um, Thierry Henry as well pretty much obviously obvious speaks for itself like amazing amazing Premier League footballer probably the best up there probably the best foreign footballer the Premier League's ever seen maybe it's confirmed he's the first inductee to the Premier League Hall of Fame who knows um, but that was pretty obvious they're not going to give it to gigs for a while are they I mean Let's face it. Uh, less said about the better. <laughs> less said about that, the better. I think it's pretty obvious why he's not going to get in it for a while. Um, but who are they? Because there's the nominees, so they're they're pretty obvious. Those those nominees. Vote for your Hall of Famer. So here we go. Vote now. So the other nominees are the inductees: are Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. Oh fucking load, would you? Jesus Christ. Anyway, Tony Adams, yeah, pretty good pick. Um, I'd vote for Tony Adams. David Beckham, yeah. Dennis, Dennis Bergkamp, um, yeah. Let me see if this does. Here we go. Dennis Bergkamp, Sol, Sol, Solus Campbellend is well in there. Um, Eric Cantona, Ashley Cole, Andy Cole, the Coles, Didier Drogba, Les Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, the Ferdinands, Robbie Fowler, Steven Gerrard, Roy Keane, Frank Lampard, uh, Matt Letizia, Michael Owen, Peter Schmeichel, Paul Scholes, JT, Robin Van Persie, Nemanja Vidic, Patrick Vieira, and Ian Wright. What players? I can't think of. That's a pretty good list there, pretty much. You're missing a few lads off there. Like, obviously, the main ones are Giggsy. Most of those Man United legends are on there, like Scholesy, Bex, um... Keane and Schmeichel. Vidic, Stam's not in there. Ferdinand's in there. Patrice Evra's not in there as well. I'm trying to think of other great... Cristiano Ronaldo, is it... Do they have to be retired? Because can uh, Ronaldo... He's going to get in it one day. But is he going to be... Is it because he's still active in playing? Is that because he's not... I think... The players that should get in there, it's very heavy, obviously, Liverpool. It's good to see players like Letizia's in there. Um, Les Ferdinand as well. I'd love to see Ashley Cole in there. Ashley Cole's one of my favourite footballers of all time. Uh, Gerard as well, another one. They all deserve to be in there. Just put them all fucking in there. Is it going to be like the... Because the Hall of, Hall of Fame in America, like the NFL Hall of Fame, they get this big guy, this really good... Really, like really friendly guy, the head of the Hall of Fame committee, of the NFL. He knocks like they do it like a surprise thing. So camera crew obviously is there, but he like knocks on the door of like someone's hotel room and he goes like he goes, "Hey there, Bill." And then they're like, "Oh my god!" They're like just they know exactly what this means, and he goes, "We want to invite you down to Canton, Ohio. You're in the Hall of Fame and all that stuff." And they do a big ceremony and they they get a jacket and they get like a headstone of their and they do a big speech to see about being in the Hall of Fame. And it's all it's a very kind of American thing, you know, 
it's just you know go down we're going down to canton ohio and when people say like canton ohio they it means one thing it means the hall of fame um are they going to do that a similar thing here like bloody richard scudamore just knocks on someone's door like we want to take you down to burton on trent <laughs> the, the hall of fame of, of english football burton on trent um that would have to be i don't, I don't know where it'd be i don't know where it'd be synops synonymous with um the fucking hall of fame but they're all pretty good uh, they all they all kind of deserve to be in there so you can't say none of them deserve don't deserve to be in there they're all pretty good um one of six they're pretty much all going to be in there you can hey who, who, who can't you vote in there you can vote on the premier league app you can vote for six players so i'm going to vote for, i'm going to do that now actually don't no, fuck it i'll do it later um but yeah premier league hall of fame uh, that's I think it's quite a cool concept. It's it's quite a good thing that they've brought that in because that just brings out more debate and it's just kind of celebrating. Because um, I'd, I'd say we don't really celebrate the old players as much as we do. Obviously, individual fans like indiv- like clubs of fans of these clubs do. Like Arsenal fans will always love Henri Vieira Burkamp. Maybe not Ashley Cole as much as like well Chelsea fans and Arsenal fans they they should do. But um, but as a whole. As a society, we don't. As a football family, I should say, they don't really celebrate everyone as much as they really should do. And Alan, yeah, that's, it's, I think it's a good idea. Brings everyone together. The only thing that does bring anyone together in this country, and it's football. So, or a death of a royal. So that's that's all it does. That there's the only they're the only two things. Name me another thing. You can't, can you? No, you can't. So stop your internal dialogue. So yeah. It's football and the death of a royal. That's the only thing that brings us together. And we don't hate each other for a few days. Um, Where else was it? Yeah, I went to the beach as well. I'm um, going to obviously a bit of a short one. Oh, no. Talk about the beach in a second. Watched, um, I should have mentioned this when I was talking about films, but we watched fucking on iPlayer. Sometimes they have good stuff on there. I did watch this Chernobyl thing. I'm obsessed with anything Chernobyl. I'm obsessed with it. I don't know. I'd I find it fascinating. They were doing this. Um, the it's like the sarcophagus, like they did building this 1.6 or they built it. Sorry, I think this was made in like 2014. But it was this big um, uh, arch or this big dome that goes over the nuclear power plant in Chernobyl, and there was a guy in there, and he went to like the control. He was in the control room. Obviously, there's there's parts of the with, with the obviously you can't go near the reactor because um, there's some parts of the where reactor like reactor four or something like that you will die if you go there because of the radiation is so like massive um, and there's obviously parts there where you can go there but you you your time your time limit is like seconds you can't really be there for any longer. And when you see the old footage of like people in the reactor and like close to like the control room like the the buzzing bits like the kind of crackly screen that's the react that's radiation that's really cool um i loved the show i watched it like <laughs> like quite a few times i don't know why um but anything that i would be so like he was in the control room where this happened and i was like that is just amazing to me like that is just fucking amazing like i would be mind blown the whole time like this is where this thing happened like right here this fucking happened and they spoke to a few lads who were um, uh, who were there that night, and it's just like that's like it's one of the fucking. I'm obsessed with it. Anything Chernobyl, I'm there. I'm 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 on it. Um, and that town of Pripyat as well just looks just fascinating. It's just I don't, I don't know. I find it. I've gone on for a, a Chernobyl tangent here, but it's um, it's just fucking. It's just you know what's coming. It's just fucking poor. Um, no, but I was watching that last night. Um, on, that was on Opla, on iPlayer, and that was really good. I recommend if I could find the name for it. If I would give you the name for it, I would, but I can't remember. If it was that good. I can't remember the name of the show. And also, I watched um, on iPlayer. Go back to the, my original point: War of the Worlds. That is shit. That is utter shite. I watched that. I remember that when that first came to the cinema. Watched it with my dad in the cinema. And I thought it was like, whoa, that was really cool, man. Like when I was about like fifteen, I thought that was really good. But no, it's shit. Tom Cruise is like not because when you watch Tom Cruise films, he's usually like the kind of hero, like yeah, 
I'll see you in hell. That sort of, but obviously, other than risky business, or I've never seen Top Gun either, which is, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Um, but in this film, he's kind of like a dickhead dad and like really just a knob. And his son, he's not even the biggest knob. His son can get fucked. He, Dakota Fanning in it as well is so irritating. I know it's like, yeah, but Liam there, you know, it's the end of the world and then, you know, being attacked by fucking monster aliens. Yeah, but there's a way of not being irritated. Don't be irritating. Don't just be like, switch yourself on. In the, If there was ever a moment to cop on and switch on, it's then just, you know. And he, his son ran off. You know, I need to go. We need to go back there. We need to get them. It's like, what? What are you gonna do? Seriously, what are you gonna do? And it doesn't prove that he does anything either, because his dad saves the his dad saves the world because he puts that bomb in the in the bum of the uh, the the robot. Like, it, they just find him in Boston at his grand his grandparents' house. He's obviously just went back there. I mean, fuck off. It was just. It was just a shit film. But it was like, I couldn't take my eyes off it because it was so crap. And then the Andy Dufresne bit in the middle when they're in the basement. Um, that was probably the best scene because it's just, I don't know. It, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it was crap. There's so many other, like, in terms of end of the world films, there's so many better films. The Road is a great film with uh, Aragon, son of Arafon. Viggo Mortensen. That's a great film because it's just him and his son. It's like yeah, post-apocalyptic. Like that's that's a great. F- I need to watch that film as well. That's a that's a great film. Also, The Walking Dead can get fucked. I used to be a fan of that. Now I'm not. I don't, I don't like that show anymore. Uh, whatever. Shaun of the Dead, obviously. But yeah, War of the Worlds is just not. Good. It's just not good. It's just that. Tom Cruise is like annoying in it because he's just like playing a character you wouldn't expect of Tom Cruise. You're like, oh, just they should give this to someone else. They should give that to someone else. Um, but yeah, the he's like I said, he's not the most annoying, irritating person in that film. It's Dakota Fanning and that snot-nosed brat son who's just a dickhead. Um, so yeah, fuck that film. Uh, and just to round it off, things off. Round it off, things off. Round things off. Went to the beach. Went to the beach on Sunday. Went to Sunny Honey, Hunstanton Beach. Not so sunny. A um, bit rainy. A um, bit windy. bit blistery. It's actually... I used to... Go, I grew up like going to that beach when I was a kid. I remember going to that beach with my sister and my grandma for like a holiday. And I must have just felt like it's like an amazing beach. Like whatever you think of that age. Like four or five. And just going back because it's like a local beach. But there are so many better beaches around here, like in Cambridge, like Cambridge and Norfolk, that are just better than something Like, I remember just, I was with my mum and my stepdad, I was thinking, like, this is actually a, a shithole. This is actually not a great place. It's like, it's okay, but it's just a bit of a shit beach. It's not great. I went to Brancaster Beach a few weeks ago, and Brancaster Beach is lovely, it's gorgeous. Chrome is nice. Wells is very nice. Been to a couple of beaches in Ireland. Obviously, it's a different country. But it's very, very nice. They're very nice beaches. But yeah, Hudstanton. I don't think you'll see me there again, mate. I don't think you'll see me there, son. Because uh, it's a bit of a shit hole. But yeah, no. Um, but going to the beach is usually quite a nice thing. And we went to this caravan park afterwards. Which I won't get into that much. Because, yeah, it's like a maze. Why anyone would... Oh, I won't even get into that. But yeah, went to the caravan park saw some people like my mum and stepdad's friends who I knew as a kid but I'd literally never seen them I'd not seen them for like 20 years that was literally like meeting a new person like as I grew up like because I was in I was in the school with her their daughter she was in my year but I've not seen her in 20 years and I've not seen them and like and I know they obviously they refer to them my, my parents do but I was like they were like oh do you remember I was like no have a, a, no recollection of seeing you or ever speak to you. It was like, it was, uh, when we left, it was like, maybe it's see you another 20 years, who knows? But, um, yeah, but they were nice people, very nice people. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, to be honest, um, for this week's podcast. Um, exciting news coming, which I'll reveal all too soon. 
Um, got a couple of guests lined up, which will be which will be quite exciting. You'd have to listen to my um, uh, my dulcet tones all the time. Um, also, I'm on Facebook now, so give us a follow, give us a like. I've been trying to build that on there. So it's literally just voice notes podcast, like everything else on the social media. So give us a, if you're on Facebook, I'm now on Facebook um, in terms of the uh, the podcast. So there's a there's a group on there, and there's also the actual page. So give that a follow. Um, obviously, all the posts that will be on the Instagram page will also be on the uh, Facebook page as well. So also check them out on there. Also check out the all the posts on Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, I was trying to get on Apple this week. I did actually try and I pulled the finger out of my ass and tried to do it. Um, but yeah. Obviously fell flat. Um, but yeah, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on uh, Instagram as well. Instagram is the main platform, but we're now on Facebook, so everything's on there. And if you want to get a hold of me, if you've got any questions or if you've got any suggestions, get a hold of me at voicenotespod at yahoo.com. Look at me, eh? That's voicenotespod at yahoo.com. That's the official email address of the, the fucking podcast. So... Why am I getting ads everywhere? Sorry, I'm just looking at this. Um, but yeah, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. You know where to find us on Instagram, which is at Voice Notes Podcast. And also, if you're fancy following me on Twitter, it's literally just at LiamSelf13 on Twitter. So even though I don't really tweet often at all, so don't get me don't get me started. Um, but anyway, what's trending on Twitter? Let's just let it. Mammy Julia ju- jewelry. Fuck, fuck, reading words. Um, the Miami jewelry designer who won at least two hundred and seventy-one million in PPE contracts. Whoa, that's a big one. Tammy Abraham, the BAFTA awards, the BAFTAs. Is it the BAFTAs for the TV or the BAFTAs for the films? I think it's the BAFTAs for the TV. There's a lot of TV actors. There's like David Mitchell and Bradley Walsh. Good man, Bradley Walsh. Anyway, that about wraps everything up for the podcast this week. Hope everyone's... uh, Hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you um, remember to like and follow all the social media and also follow us on SoundCloud and on Spotify. Links are in the bio. Um, big shout out to our sponsors once again, Faster Pasta. Uh, this week is the last week. If you're in the Cambridge area, if you want to get a delivery, get hold of them now because they're not going to deliveries for for the for the for a little while. But they will be back. Don't panic. Don't panic. They will be back. But yeah, um, get hold of them at, at Faster Pasta. Shout out to those guys as well, and also shout out to Rando Knots and shout out to Gabby Kenny Art, our friends. So. Yes, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Have a great week. Um, enjoy your weekend as well. Hopefully the sun is shining where you are. Hopefully the beer is flowing and there's smiles on your faces. But yeah, until next week, thanks again, guys. Take care, keep smiling, and we'll see you later. Once again, I want to do a big shout out to our sponsors, Faster Pasta, Cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service for keeping us fed. Make sure you guys check them out on their website and on Instagram. Also, a big shout out to our other friends, Rando Knots and Gabby Kenny Art. So make sure you guys check them out on all their socials, mainly on Instagram. But yeah, check them out. And uh, thanks again, thanks again, guys, for listening. Take care. Keep smiling.